Hey, guys, I appreciate you listening and tuning in. Thank you for downloading the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. As mentioned yesterday, just given the length of today's podcast and the amount of volume and the amount of community feedback that we discussed, we decided to break the show into two parts. So you had the one yesterday that was part one. And here we will go ahead and segue right back into where we left you with the conversation yesterday, picking back up on Talking Tracks uh, Sunday show part two. Enjoy the rest of the listen. I appreciate you guys for being here and thanks for supporting Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. And now to resume part two. Reluctantly in the self-checkout line. People angry he takes too much time. A red light flashes the lines held up. Pulling his mask off, he calls for backup. He deftly maneuvers the big deal shank. Scans it again, but the screen's still blank. People go wild, they can't wait their turn. A Karen is yelling, and her voice is stern. A cashier helps him finish, the mob calms down. He bags stuff up, and he gets out of town. Sanitizes his hands as he gets in the van. Starts driving, arriving as fast as he can. He puts his mask down, and he cleans his phone up. And puts some Purell on his new coffee cup. But he's striving, surviving, and showing concern. And doing his best so he won't catch germs. He's socially distanced. He's shopping with speed. He stays at home. Only goes out if there's a need. Because he's racing and pacing and plotting his course. He's citing it, writing every fake news source. He's socially distanced. He's going for speed. My version. Everybody Good evening, everybody. I'm sorry, legendary nurses. Please don't do that anymore. Please, no more singing. It was. Everybody bubbled. Everybody bubbled. Uh, no, you know what? In all fairness, uh, Server 15 did have some good points. Server 15 had good points. Uh, even outside of the alliance that, that manufactured some points, there were some good points uh, and uh, some good uh, skirmishes, and, and people were not afraid to PvP. Uh, as a matter of fact, Big, I'd say even despite the event, there were still probably four or five major uh, PvP skirmishes on our server like i mean just people getting together and bashing ships and then other people showed up and and uh it was good i I participated in three or four of them and just i mean people brought their ships out and that's that's why i feel like i probably only had twenty thousand points because i definitely died a lot i died a lot but I, i obviously won a few more times than i died so that was good um one one i thought it was fun one other thing was wide open there was like three or four alliances, especially when we were, like I said, when you guys were rating us and, and yeah. uh Bendisse and Athenians came in and, you know, Ingram was like flying around and Doc Hollywood was flying around and, you know, there was, you know, a lot of, you know, trying to catch the ships and stuff. I thought it was cool. Yeah, it so. was good. It was good. It was it was fun uh, as long as there were, was something to hit. Uh, I will say this, just by the way, real quick, as a point uh, for next time, if you are looking for an additional way to score a point, uh, and I only discovered this when someone came to crack me. And, and, and so mechanically, we got into the opinion piece of this. Let me give it to you mechanically very quickly. You scored points by defeating ships. That was one. You also scored points if you defeated, uh, if you one-shot at a base. If you one-shot at a base that had a warship, Okay, then you got points for whatever warship that was. Now, it didn't matter if it had one warship or four warships. You only got points for one. And if I'm not mistaken, it was literally only uh, the first warship that would be attacked. And I know that there's a mathematical formula for it. Okay. No, listen, I I had to argue with so many people because it did take me a while to get this. It was the first ship that died in the event. That's what it was. The first ship that you killed. So if they had four ships and two of them were miners 
and the minor, which typically isn't because it does kind of use the battle triangle mm-hmm. when you're hitting a base. But the first ship that died, that's what you got the points for. That's correct. Now, Blokemon says yeah. a minor in there could nullify your points. It could if there was only a minor in dock. Okay, uh, but again, it was the first ship that died. All right, Big is correct about that. So if you had only a miner in there, that was not a, sh- a, a a station that I hit because that would not get me points. Now, what I further found out is that when someone slammed their Sally into my base, I got points for killing that Sally because they suicided into my base. So if you were able to sandbag a little bit, <laughs> you might be able to get some points. All right? So mechanically, that's how that's how you could have scored points in this last event. Um, yeah, uh, Admiral Sackattack says that I got points from one-shotting his base, and I did. It was probably 300 points. Not a whole lot, but again, I mean, I, I needed the points, you know? So uh, I did that. But vice, vice versa, if somebody had suicided on my base, I would have also gotten points for there. No, but also, if let's say there are two miners and two warships. Let's say the miner died first, so you don't get any points. That's correct. However, I, I, that's correct, okay? However, I am not familiar with a scenario in which a miner gets hit first because we know that the order of selection is done. It's not left to, it's not left to right. The miner should not die first. You're right. A miner will never die first battle because triangle. Uses, it uses the, the battle triangle. Ship. That's right. So, Sorry, can you repeat that? My Discord kicked me out. It, it uses the battle triangle. Here's the only scenario, folks. If you one-shot a base with your North Star, then it's certainly possible you would not have gotten points because a miner would attack a miner first. So Imperial says a miner will never die first. Oh, but it can. It can if you do it with a North Star. Okay, minor on minor action first. Okay, <laughs> so so that's the only scenario in which that could have happened. If you went at it with a combat ship, then it would have hit the combat ships first. Okay, so uh, yeah, right turn. Clyde says you go against your advantage uh, first. Uh, actually, you go with your advantage first. If I go with my Enterprise, I'm going to hit the interceptor first. I'm pretty sure. I thought that's what I could do. Uh, you go with your advantage, then equal, then disadvantage. Okay. Um, okay, you said. Okay, I think you said that backwards, but nonetheless, that's right. Okay, uh, so you'll hit the pl- you'll hit the ships that you have the advantage over first, then equal, then disadvantage, and then miners. Uh, and again, the only way that you would kill a miner first is by using a miner, as in a North Star. Okay, so there you go. Uh, let's move on, folks. I want to get into our roadmap discussion, and then we're going to spend a few minutes talking about officers. Very quickly, very quickly, Mac Ross. Is Mac here because Mac has uh, unknowingly uh, predicted the future? I have <laughs> – I'm going to say that I have known about territory capture for quite some time. Um, they, it's, it's been a sticky note on the wall. We've talked about it, uh, for, for a while. And it's always made me chuckle every single time Mac talks about territories. All right, Matt, because you have talked about this before. (laughs) You've talked about this. Mac says they did territory capture in Scopely's Walking Dead game. All right. Or Big says perhaps Mac knows the future. Let's talk a little bit about this roadmap, guys. I, and I only want to spend a few minutes on it. It was a huge announcement. Uh, Scopely stepping on board the hype train. Very, very well done. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I'm really, I'm kind of proud of their communication over the last couple of weeks. They've done some things that they don't normally do, and I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of a, a big fan of it. They announced this earlier this week, uh, what was it, Friday, Territory Capture, along with a couple of other things, which we'll touch on, but Territory Capture uh, grabbed me the most, Mac, because it's something that they have been working on, uh, it's something I've known about, and funny enough, it's something that you have mentioned on this show more than once, and I always have to... I always have to be shy when you when you talk about it. I always have to play coy when you talk about it because uh, you know you've been talking about wanting to bring something like this into the game, and you know here here sure enough it's being developed. Mac, I'd like to ask you a little bit about it and, and join me in voice. You had the most insight into this. This is what you have thought about. Tell me a little bit about how you expect or how you hope for this to present itself. 
or Gregor. I know you have been uh, you have been uh, very vocal to me over the last forty eight hours. How excited yes. you are about territory capture! Tell me what it is that you guys are excited about with this with this expansion. Um, it gives you an in game incentive for alliances, right? Like a real value of having a strong alliance. And and it's PvP. I mean, that's like I think. I mean, depending on how they do it, right? Maybe it, maybe it's PVE. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know, know how it, how they're going to do it. I don't know how it could be. I mean, if your alliance owns a territory, then I'm sure there's going to be some method or some uh, procedure for you to defend it. All right, Blokemon says it could be both. Could it be PvP and PVE? Could it be Armada style? Could you defend your armadas, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera? Um, you know, there's we need more directives territory directives <laughs> no we don't need any more currencies however i'm sure but from the look of sure what coming. the photo showed it looked like it's going to be armadas well it, it could be i mean the, the, here's how i think of it now let me be very clear before anybody says oh, well he's telling us the future he's known about it he's telling i have known that they're developing this i don't know anything about it and uh here's the thing that makes the most sense in my head the thing that makes the most sense in my head, unfortunately, is almost an, uh, an Armada style, okay? Like, like a King of the Hill, right? There is a, an embassy. There is a data center. There is something, all right, that, that is in this system or in this territory that you control, all right? You've taken it over. You've beat it. You've captured that flag. Just like in any capture the flag game or any capture the flag mechanic in any game ever, you have to storm that embassy. You have to kill everybody, take over the embassy, plant your own flag. Now that becomes your territory. That's that is how I envision this. Gregor, what about you? What do you think? I think it's going to be who can get the most PVP kills in a system a certain amount of time. And then you're going to have to defend it 24-7 <laughs> with players. Good you, luck. Do, do you Truth think... Me, that would be actually more fun, though. I mean, the PvP version would be more fun than the Armada. Well, here's why you would have PvP in an Armada style, okay? You are still... You own that embassy. You control it, all right? If somebody plants a pin on it, if somebody plants a timer on it, if somebody flies into your territory, you know, kill them. Guard it. Here's what I think. I think it should be an armada that you have to take over, but the armada is like a base, and then you have to donate a player ship to fill up the base docks to defend it. <laughs> Stop. Oh, oh, yeah, that would, be oh wait. No, you mean, each person you mean stock ship. it. That would be insane. That would actually be like a proper armada for a change. Yeah. Like, let's no, say, okay. Let's, I was making let's funny. Have 60 people in my alliance. I have 60 ships sitting there. Nobody's going to be able to take it. Well, you say nobody yeah. can take it, but, but you can't get use of those ships because they're donated, right? So you're that would saying be interesting. That would be cool. So you're saying you're saying that you could put five player ships in that uh, in that station in that embassy, if you will, that star base that For defense, uh, basically. that that defends itself. Yeah, I like that. Now, if you do that, if you do that, you're going to need to expand the function of armadas you're going to need to be able to run a 50-man armada or a 25-man armada or how about this how about allowing players to enter multiple ships into a single armada like gregor if you want to bring three ships and i want to bring three ships then there's six ships out of the possible 50 that we can throw at this embassy oh man now i bet you i almost guarantee you it is going to be an armada right but I mean, the upside like is it. it's going to be our armada that people actually try and steal. Like, that doesn't happen on a lot of servers. People don't really steal each other's armadas a lot. They yeah. might disrupt your armada to be jerks, but they don't want to actually do the armada. But I bet you it's an armada thing. It, and I mean, you have it, to, it, like, it, do it, and you're going to kill the leader of the other armada so you can try and steal the territory, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It feels like it feels like it could be an armada thing, but I wouldn't be opposed to that if they if they change it up. Like you say, throwing ships in it to defend it, and then and then you know having you know a twenty five man armada coming at it. I mean, gosh, that'd be that'd be kind of fun. That would be big. I think in in, in their Walking Dead game, they kind of did it like that. Uh, the, the only caveats are is that if you stuck it in like say an armada. 
you would actually lose those officers in those ships. They would be pinned down and you could no longer use them. So you had to be careful about the resources you put into it. You couldn't, like, say, just get a Tribune and commit it all over the galaxy. The other thing being is that the uh, buffs that you would get for owning a territory were usually very substantial. So they were usually worth pinning down those resources to get it. Things like would be the equivalent of things like, you know, 50% to PVP attack or 100% mining bonuses, things that you just couldn't ignore. You know, uh, first of all, I want to draw something. uh, I want to draw attention to something amazing that just happened for the first time ever in the history of talking Trek. Mac came into voice. (laughs) First of all, thank you for that, Mac. Uh, And secondly, uh, I'm excited that he did. Uh, because that proves his excitement that proves his excitement about this mechanic that he's been calling for for over a year it was first joked about on this show a year ago okay and mac brought it up so mac is telling you that scopely has a cool part is that like we have alliance events but they're always for the most part pve events where you're just gaining points in a leaderboard mm-hmm. this is like alliance versus alliance phoenix right? says this favors whales now i i can understand why somebody may feel that way but but uh if one of the moderators can throw up a graphic all right i know that there was a graphic ripped out of our video of all these territories all right now mac mac seems to be most familiar with this because he knows about this mechanic he knows about this mechanic from the walking dead guys Let's not take this for granted. Scopely has already designed this. They've already built this. It would not be overly uh, complicated or even overly... uh, 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 I can't even think of the right word. It's not a stretch to imagine that whatever mechanic they have already built would be able to be kind of copied over and then tweaked for this game. I can't imagine that if territory capture exists in Walking Dead that they're going to completely rewrite the daggone thing for this game. They'll modify it. They'll tweak it. But I would imagine, Mac, that what you see in Walking Dead very well could translate into this game. Okay? Yeah. And, and, and it's not really whale-centric. It's a, it's a resource thing, right? Because if you only have four, five, six ship docks, you can only give really so many ships. Otherwise, you can't play the game anymore. So you still have to have a ship for, like, mining, I guess. You have to have a ship for PvP. So you can only commit three, maybe four ships, and then you still have to be able to play the game. So it, it doesn't really matter if you're a whale or not. You're you're gonna you're gonna have limits to what you can do. Your alliance is gonna have limits to what you can do. You're only gonna be able to hold so many pieces of territory. Tequila says the total. Uh, this absolutely favors whales. They can disco jump everywhere. Uh, tequila. Now maybe your imagination of this event is different than mine. Okay, because I. Me personally, I don't imagine that, like, for example, when Gregor says I'm going to commit a ship to it, okay, here's what I imagine. I imagine this embassy, okay, I imagine this building, and it could be a star base. Maybe it has six docks, just like your base could have. So six players are going to dedicate ships to it. But now, listen, we've talked about this in the past. Gregor, even your ship, even your ship against a quote-unquote five-player armada would fall. Do you agree? If five ships were attacking it simultaneously, I think that would be tough. Yeah. I think that 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 could happen. Folks, I have been kind of silently advocating for this for a long time. I am not a huge opponent of the Armada model. I know a lot of you guys don't like him, but but like I'm still doing muds every single day. I'm I'm enjoying that that expansion uh, because I've got something to gain from it. So now I, you know I'm not running very many normal Armadas anymore. I'm running mostly muds. But anyway, my, my point is, we have talked about PvP Armadas. We've talked about engaging an enemy ship, a player ship, in Armada style. All right. This could I don't know if how close something like that could or would be, but this could be the first step in that in which Gregor commits a ship. Gregor commits a ship to this starbase and now I mean obviously if you put five or six ships in it, you can't run a five or six man armada. It's going to have to be a 25 man armada or a 30 man armada. 
All right. Uh, Blokemon says, we don't want everything to be armadas. But do we? Blokemon, think about this for a second. Armadas had so much potential. This is why we hate them. We hate them because they don't live up to their potential. Every Now, Blokemon says everything. Okay. Here's my point. Yes, this is fleet command. We are supposed to be controlling dozens of ships or multiple dozens of ships or whatever, four ships, whatever, whatever it is. The point is fleet command. This is supposed to be about utilizing multiple ships to accomplish your goal. So, yes, I believe that I should be able to take 10 or 12 or 15 ships and engage them against a single target. And if, and, and you know what, Marty agrees. He says, wasted, wasted, wasted potential. Let me ask you, Marty, are you going to hate on the Armada mechanic if they, ta- if they go down this road and they say, hey, listen, by the way, part of this expansion is going to include multi, you know, multi-ship, multiplayer, 25-player Armadas, uh, and uh, now, by the way, PS, you can PvP, uh, you can PvP Armada. I mean, what if armadas for the last year have been step one? Just curious. What if they were step one? And also, they should actually stop blocking us from upgrading our ACC and blocking the number of people. It's not ready yet. Be ready. Get into armada. It ain't ready yet. What if? What if the next level of your ACC has to do with this very thing? Okay. What if what if what if it if if it has to do with this? You know, I mean, it, it, man, territory capture has a lot of potential. Now, good night in heaven, Gregor Mac. Are we not going to be disappointed as hell if it comes out like the original Armadas was and it's flat? All right, please, Scopely. I would. Um, in the in the, uh, in the Walking Dead version, it wasn't usually just one base. There was usually like a, a couple of satellite bases around it that would give you buffs to make it easier to take on the main base. So it wasn't just smashing into the main armada. And the other thing, I think somebody said that this was a Wales event. Keep keep in mind that if you in like in Walking Dead, if you committed troops to a certain armada, you lost them, right? You you no longer had control over them. You couldn't use them until the opponents cleared them out. And in fact, that was oftentimes one of our tactics, that if somebody committed troops that we considered too good for the objective, we would just leave them in there and then work around it for the the rest of the uh, match or for the rest of the attack. Um, So if it's like that, I hope it is at least, then you can only commit a ship once. And then it's stuck there until somebody clears it out. So, again, it comes down to managing resources and making sure you're using the appropriate amount of force for the appropriate target and not just overdoing it. Well, not only that, but take a look at the image that was posted up. And, of course, we know that this is not how it's going to finally present itself. But there's multiple territories here, folks. All right. There's listen, I might go so far as to say there are not enough whales on your server to control all of them. (gasps) <gasps> what did you say, DJ? That's impossible. All events are designed for all whales. No, I don't think so. I think that this looks too big for just whales to be able to control. That's just me. Also, when people just keep crying about whales, 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 do you realize that just the solo leaderboard this time itself is not for whales? Of course. They cannot buy their way into it. Grindy, grindy, grindy. Max says it should be impossible for an alliance to effectively control more than two or three if it's anything like The Walking Dead. And guys, I am totally in favor of that. I want other alliances to have the capability of coming and controlling territories. By the way, I also want to be able to steal your territory. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy the PvP aspect of that. All right. So, anyway, very, very cool and very intriguing, Mac. I hope that it's not a year away. I hope that it's something that's coming soon. And I hope that there is some very, very interesting, uh, yes, Armada-style uh, features of it, okay? And I don't mean armadas the way we know them. I mean armadas evolved, Emo- uh, armadas step two, armadas the next chapter, okay? Armadas the sequel. That's kind of what I hope for, 
We'll see. I don't know. All right. Other items mentioned in this were ship personalization. (laughs) I joked about this on my YouTube channel, Gregor. Uh, I want to put racing stripes on my Enterprise. <laughs> Somebody, of course you do. You're from West Virginia. <laughs> yes, and I want a Mountain Dew Probably logo. Probably want to roll coal in it too. I want a Mountain Dew logo on the hood too. All right, uh, and I want an eight ball on my gear shifter. No, but uh, truthfully, they should stop actually focusing so much on uh, what do you call it, like avatars and stuff. They should actually go more for the game mechanics. They're going too much for the avatars and frames and and customization of looks. Um, I'm going to disagree with you on th- for this particular expansion piece, V-Ready, because we now have access to hundreds, hundreds of ships. Imagine for a second that personalization was more than just adding a skull and crossbones. Imagine we don't have hundreds of ships. Well, and 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 I'd like to add one thing, DJ, is, is remember that this is not a gender. Uh, solo game. There's a lot of multiple genders that play this game, and some genders like that that avatar aspect. Like, you know, there's there's a lady on my server called Nitsy, and she likes, you know, having all the avatars. So, I mean, like, just remember, there's multiple genders in playing this game, and multiple aspects that people like. <laughs> Hi, Miss Nitsy. Listen, here's here's. When this video went live, there were conf- uh, there were there were conversations on the official Discord. Not only were people talking about avatars and frames because that's already here, we're talking about uh, graphics changes. We're talking about color changes. And V ready, I don't disagree that we should be looking at me- at mechanics and utility items. All right, because I've told you before, I'm always a fan of utility. Period. Plain and simple. When avatars were first introduced, I thought, well, how silly. They don't give me anything. There's no bonus. But I'm here to tell you, a lot of the community is very excited about ship personalization. And it doesn't have to stop with stickers and icons. What if... Yeah, Marty, you got it right. Personalization is an income source that doesn't imbalance the economy. We should be all for it. Scopely, sell your avatars! <laughs> Sell all the ships. Hey, let me ask you a question, Gregor. Just hypothesizing. Ship personalization. Tequila, NC, big country. Let me ask you guys a question. If you could change the color on your favorite ship, would you? If it costs money. If it costs money. Anybody? Ooh. NC says no. Tequila Depends says how much no. Money. Cash? Yeah, cost money. No, I would not. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I mean, if they left it at only ninety nine ninety nine, I would consider it. But <laughs> anything above that, no way. <laughs> okay. Gregor's well, an exception. Most Hold people on. are not going to spend hundred dollars <clears throat> to just change the color of their ships. Oh, I am here to tell you, I disagree. But that's okay. I would like it to reflect me more. Sometimes, sometimes. All right. You do stuff as the guinea pig for like my alliance. Somebody will say you bought that, and I'm like, "Yeah, well, I've spent a hundred dollars on the on the game, all worse stuff." So let, let me ask you another I, question. I would do that. Let me ask you another question. If if it wasn't just a color, Gregor, if you could make your Enterprise look like the Enterprise D, would you pay for that? Absolutely, Hologra- holographic projection upgrades on my ship. Oh, so I could look now. like a Tribune, but actually be a Rialta. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Blokemon says, now you're on to something. Now. No, no, that's completely on- different. I mean, your ship showing something different, that's different from actually just changing your color. Oh, right? no. I you, can't take your, you can't take it back, V-Ready. You already said your piece. Listen, no, you it's already, okay. No, you already took a position. Right. No, 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 no changing sides no, now. You know what? You be ready. You're right. different. He's saying if I agree. you take a realtor and have a different ship showing, I agree. that's different from just changing your ship's color. Yeah, because it's a utility. Listen, even, even if it wasn't a utility, even if it wasn't, you know, the cloaking mechanism or a holographic projection, if it was just, hey, are you willing to spend $100 to convert to upfit to what what did they call it in the movies when you took one when you took an old ship back and you and what was it called a retrofit okay yeah if you took your ship back if you took your bordus back and you wanted to make it look like 
a bird of I think prey. It's called a makeover. <clears throat> a refit. Okay. What if you? What would you guys be more in favor of <clears throat> adopting other ships in the properties? How many of you guys would pay money to turn your D three into a Defiant? Anybody? Of course. Again, ninety nine ninety nine is my limit, though. So, <laughs> all right. But now, then again, it, it basically changes your ship. That's different from just changing the color, is what I mean. V Red is just saying this because he can't afford to buy all those skins. Stop. If he could, he would be down with it. Stop but. harassing V Ready. You're right, V Ready. That's my point. How far do we want ship personalization to go before we're willing to, to, to dive in, before we're willing to buy into it? And I don't mean buy in with money. I mean psychologically say yes, Scopely. I don't just want skull and crossbones on my ship, okay? I want to make my ship a different color. I want to make my ship look like a different ship. I want to make it so that I can fly the Enterprise D. I want to fly the uh, the Defiant. I want to fly a Borg Cube. Okay. Uh, hey, NC says, how about personalizing the utility items? I would pay money if I can add more guns and control my firing pattern. Let's talk about that. How many of you guys willing to pay to actually upgrade the ships you already have? Goofy Names Rock says, I'd pay for cloaking. Battle Droid says, I shouldn't have to pay a dime. That's not, that's not my point, Battle Droid. All right? Scopely has actually done a very, very good job at making sure that the free-to-play have a path. Okay? My point is to buy in. I don't mean spend money. I mean buy in personalized ships is that an expansion you guys are going to get behind if it presents options a b and c and what do those options need to be what do those options need to be blokemon says if it's cosmetic only i don't care all right so you're saying cosmetic only doesn't make a difference but if your ship is going to look different or if you're going to get to upgrade the guns or if you're going to get upgrade shields that's going to make a lot of difference as well okay now we're talking now we're talking all right, Scopely, hear the feedback. If these upgrades, if these personalizations mean to do something, then now we're listening. Now we're listening. Blokemon says upgrading guns would be very dangerous. Yes, it could be. Max says increased weapons, reduced engines. Yes, it could be. Cham says customization with special abilities. Oh, my dear Lord, my heart's beating fast. All right, you guys, this is the point. This is why... Because basically, this is utilities, not not aesthetics. Fine. This is why Scopely made the announcement, folks. This is why Scopely is telling you what they're working on, because they want to know what you think. What do you expect? Because here's the thing. If they didn't tell us, and they launched it, and literally the only ability was to change the color on the ship, we'd all be pretty disappointed, right? We'd all be pretty disappointed if the option was only to change the color. All right. Marty says this is where I disagree. Personalization is a worthy pay item. Paid utility is what has forced the uh, economy imbalance in this game. Paid utility makes the game whale-centric. He's not actually wrong. Look at Fortnite. All right. Fortnite by Epic Games. 100% of the products that they sell are vanity. They do not sell anything that gives you any utility bonus in the game whatsoever. It is all vanity. Yeah, I don't think this crowd would have spent any near the amount of money they have on vanity. Well, it's a different but, audience. Yeah. It is a different audience. Okay? So I agree that we may not be as into vanity, but there are still some players that would do it. All right? All I'm saying, folks, is Scopely brought this out to create a conversation, and you guys need to have the conversation, and a lot of people kind of glossed over ship personalization because I don't think they thought about the potential that it has. I think it has potential, but we need to make sure that Scopely doesn't launch it with them thinking one thing and us thinking another. All right, Because to me, I'm kind of with you. I'm not necessarily super into just making it look different the fire flames down the side of the nacelles. I'm, that's not kind of... I'm joking about that. All right? What I want to see is something that makes my ship do something better. 
And that's why I want you guys to talk about. Uh, Oculus says, I'm more interested in officer away missions. Yeah, me too. Officer away missions. Gregor, what do you think about that? There is something very cool about that that I haven't quite figured out yet. I mean, obviously, we're going to be able to do something with all of the officers we have that we never use. But what exactly is it that they're going to be able to do? Is this, for example, something like you had suggested uh, over the last several months where you can direct mine uncommon, perhaps, or, or direct acquire certain types of resources and materials in the game by using officers, dropping them off at a planet and picking them up in a week, and they've got a hundred crystal. I mean, what, what do you expect to see with, with officer missions? That's exactly what I see. That's exactly what I, I imagine. It's just like the missions you have now, except you assign an officer to it, and it happens in the background. I think it would be way cooler if your officers could die and you had to reacquire them. <laughs> oh, my God, reacquire them. Oh, God, that would be epic. That would be, that would be terrible. Oh, my God. That's an awful idea, by the way. Well, don't, high don't risk, probably, high reward, right? <laughs> you'll probably get some EXP for it, too, if it's anything, again, like The Walking Dead. They have that same feature where you can send some of your characters out on missions, and you get some EXP, and then you get some resources, and basically it's all done off screen. You, you just lose access to them for like eight or 16 hours or something. Well, and, and how cool would it be if they were different, uh, different sizes? Uh, for example, there might be an eight hour mission, but there could also be a three day mission and there could be a 12 day mission. And those longer ones, they pay out big, right? There could be like, how much time are you investing versus how much are you getting back out of it? You know, something kind of like that. Uh, what do we want to see paid out? How do we want to see it paid out? Do, are we looking for materials? Are we looking for uncommons? Are we looking for blueprints? All right, what are we I looking for? I think they should for? do all of it. I think they should do all of it. And just like we have dailies, they should cycle all the resources and materials in the game. And, you know, you wait till Tuesday if you want to go get some G3 crystal or G3 materials or whatever. But gotcha. don't give us things. Don't limit it to like two or three things. Well, that's a good idea. Big set, big saying the same thing. Give us a wide array of something we can do. You can limit the number of missions we're participating in, for example, but you can still let us pick what it is that we want to focus on, right? Uh, I'm with Crazy says you could get blueprints from away missions like recovering Burrell wreckage. Uh, you could do them um, for getting uncommons. Um, you know, hey – very, very cool. Uh, Lieutenant Razik says it sounds like a good idea. Maybe needing a certain level of officer to get better rewards, allowing the tier of the officers you send to actually impact the rewards that you gain. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, Wicked Witch says, you know what? Gregor may be onto something. Let the officers actually possibly die. The better the officers risked, the better the rewards. Now, I don't know how you do it. Could, it could impact the su- su- uh, excuse me the success rate as well. If you send a tier one officer, you may only have like a ten percent chance of success. If you send a tier five officer, you have like a ninety percent chance of success. M- m- in most games like this, they're not going to give you like a hundred percent guarantee that it's going to win. Right? They'll they'll put requirements like you have to have a science officer, you have to have high level officers, they have to have synergy with this other officers all to increase the amount of the success rate you have on getting whatever the reward is worth. What happens if you're not successful? Do you get your officers back? Do you lose them? Uh, maybe you, you get them back and they have to heal I, and you just don't I, get the material? I, I, I was kidding, by the way. You shouldn't lose your yeah, officers. Usually, like, usually, you just, usually you just fail it, but uh, you're out all that time with the officers with nothing to show for it, especially if it's like a three-day mission, right? Mm. Oh, man. Guys, I ain't going to lie. There's a lot about this roadmap that I'm pretty excited about. Now, you guys are going to tease me and say get excited about the simplest stuff. But, folks, it's no secret. Players and, and listeners of this show have appreciated the energy and the enthusiasm and the positive outlook. Scopely, and I'm not uh, – listen, let me be very clear. I am not claiming anything. I don't know – if it's a result of me hammering them over the head with a talk to us, talk to us, talk to us, talk to us, talk to us. I don't know if they're just finally giving in and saying, for God's sakes, DJ, shut up. We'll do it. Or if maybe they are changing their culture and saying, well, listen, golly, maybe we could get in front of the people a little bit. 
All right. Maybe we should let them know what we're working on. Maybe there's a new class, some new blood. Listen, we already have a new community manager. What if Aries wasn't the only one that came on in this new class? What if there was a dozen staffers and they all come in and say, hey, listen, we'd like to shake things up a little bit. I'm not saying that Aries did. Just saying. I kind of like the fact that we get a new community manager at the same time that we're now starting to see communication out the wazoo. I don't know. You can draw your own conclusions, people. Draw your own conclusions. By the way, I have uh, been trying to get Aries on for an interview. By the way, uh, Scaly says, what if Aries isn't new? I mean, he is, as far as I'm aware, he is a new staffer to the Scopely office. Okay, He is brand new. Uh, I don't think that he was from within the company and moved around. I think he is actually new. And uh, we are actually very, very close to booking an interview with him, which, by the way, of course, is going to be to get to know him. It's not going to be, you know, hey, can you tell us about, you know, the bonus refineries? Okay, this first interview with him is going to be getting to know the community manager that we now have. Uh, and, you know, his experiences and what he hopes to bring to the game, all right? Uh, I don't expect him to be uh, elbow deep in this game yet. So uh, we're going to uh, talk to him about his experiences as a community manager, what he expects to bring to the team, and just kind of let you guys uh, get to know him a little bit so that we can start to work with him, all right? But, yeah, we're trying to get that set up. I don't even know. It could potentially even be this week, uh, but, but maybe next week. I don't know. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Uh, yes, Oculi, they are going to let me. As a matter of fact, uh, the interview has already been authorized, and I am waiting on Aries and I to choose a date. The interview has already been approved. We're just waiting to, to set everything up. Because, see, he's not in Spain. He is actually in uh, Italy. Rome, I think. Is that what he said? Was it, He's in Rome? Yeah, he's, uh, he's Italian. So um, we're, we're going to get him on to talk to him. Uh, let's see. So was there anything else about the roadmap that we needed to talk about? We're extremely over our time, but we got to, we got to wrap up. We got to wrap up. Anything else? VGO says, in my opinion, uh, Eve echoes has, and uh, customer support and how developers listen, have made, uh, uh, listen to players have made scopely up their game. Maybe, maybe, uh, medic. I saw medic say the same thing. Eve echoes is the best thing that could have happened to star Trek fleet command. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, you know, Obviously, the timing is suspect, but I, I, I still know that Scopely is doing these things because they have decided to, whatever their motivations are, uh, they've decided to go down this path, and I'm happy for it. I'm happy for it. Uh, Alliance Tools, uh, oh yeah, Last Online, yep, that's coming, which is, which is cool. I think that's a baby step. Uh, it's a good step, but obviously we need a lot more, but uh, that is a good step in the right direction. Uh, Boaz says, don't care why they're doing better, just glad that they are. You know the key right there, Boaz, is that you feel that they're doing better. And I like to see that. I like to see that. Anybody else? Oh, God, officer discussion. Yeah, we didn't make it tonight, and there's just no way. We, can't, we cannot cram it in. Uh, guys, I will tell you this. You know what? I will, give you, uh, I will give you the brief synopsis right here, right now, uh, in the regular podcast and then we'll break it down further later in the week uh i'll tell you this saru is working and has been fixed and is a freaking wonderful captain uh i have Giorgio at tier one her burning works fantastic her captain's ability read really very very well the captain's ability i'm not seeing a huge huge impact on Okay, Uh, the reduction of the attack stats does not appear to be making a massive difference. So uh, my testing, at least at this very early level, um, seems to be most uh, interesting with Saru as captain and Giorgio on the side and Khan on the other side. And, and here's why I like that. I like the fact that Saru is killing my opponent's critical chances, so he's an anti-con. I love that Giorgio, uh, officer ability, is getting me burning very quickly and, and reliably. Um, and I like that con is then my, my you know, con is going to get me the critical chances, which essentially is like the obliterator hit. 
uh, can you imagine burning with the obliterator on a critical, on an auger? Yes. Saru as captain is an anti-con, so I'm very much liking Saru, Giorgio, and Khan on an auger. Okay? I very much like that. Scalyback says Khan is anti-Saru. Maybe. Or it can also be said that Saru is the anti-con. It depends on if you're attacking or defending. Uh, But Saru can actually, for the most part, pretty much wipe out Khan's effectiveness. All right? Saru's officer ability is actually kind of like Giorgio's captain's maneuver. It must be to base stats, so it's not doing a ton for me. Okay? It's not doing a ton. Yes, it's visible, but the net effect is only a couple of percentage points. Same thing with Giorgio. The the net effect was visible, but it was less than 5% per hit. Um, So I didn't really like that very, very much there. Okay? Okay. Yes, the officer stats swagger, they go down 100%, but you also got to remember, they've got a lot of bonuses working for them already. You've got prime officers, you've got academy bonus, you've got advanced training, you've got all of that stuff. So some of that is getting negated by Giorgio's reduction, but for a lot of players who just have super beasty stats already, it's not even enough to eliminate the stat bonus. So I'm not, I'm not digging her captain's maneuver, at least not yet. I need to do some more playing with it. But if I'm looking just at the front page of the battle log, I'm doing a lot better with Saru in the captain's chair than with Giorgio and, um, and Khan in an auger. Okay? Uh, can Saru get the base to zero? That is what I have discovered if the other player is not running Khan. Okay. Yes, if the other player is not running con, then yes, it seems to be working. All right. Um, DJ Oki. So here's why I don't like Vemet in an auger. I mean, against non-enterprises, Scaly, it's great. But I'm using my auger pretty much against enterprises. And Vemet is a shield stripper, essentially. And he's not enough to overcome the enterprise's ability. So I don't like Vemet on my auger. I like doing a lot of damage on my auger because I'm going after enterprises. So that's why I like uh, getting rid. I, I like using Khan. I need to deal as much damage as possible so I can try to get through. Okay? Try to get through. NC says Yuki Marcus Khan on an auger is great. Yeah, it, it is. And it is still great. Uh, it's still phenomenal. I'm just trying to give you a, an application for the new officers. Okay? Uh, Medic says Saru, Giorgio, and DJ Oki actually works very, very well. And I can see that working very well, Medic, except my DJ Oki is not maxed. I think DJ Oki, for him to be super effective, he needs to be very highly promoted. Needs to be pretty highly promoted. All right. <laughs> so uh, there's very, very briefly, very briefly, uh, a touch onto the officers. We will go into more detail when we've got a little bit more time, but uh, there you go. There is some information for you on the new officers. And if you have questions, I'll be happy to answer those in uh, private message. All right. A lot of screenshots for some ships coming up. Very underpowered ships using Giorgio against Enterprises and it doing well. And, and kind of again, champ, that's my point. I need my auger to take take out the enterprises and uh and that's what it is doing very very well even if that enterprise is using con all right uh yeah now whoever's running that enterprise with a spock shame 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 all right ladies and gentlemen it's time to play the Welcome in to the game show. Let's have some fun and find ourselves a winner, huh? Whoop, wrong button. There we go. <laughs> All right. Uh, Steven Zarin. I have not seen him commenting very much. Is he here? Steven Zarin. Is he, is he actually here? There you go. Congratulations. We've got ourselves a player on Talking Treks Family Feud. Doc Holiday, Doc Holiday 13. Congratulations to you. You are the player. Now, Doc Holiday, you need a partner. You need a partner to play in Fast Money. Now, first first thing you need to do is you need to pick yourself a partner. All right, somebody in here in this game, in this room, you need to pick yourself a partner that can uh, 
that can play with you. <laughs> it seems you have a lot of volunteers. All right, Doc Holiday, I need you to pick a player. Then we need to uh, find out if you're going to be playing in uh, voice or in text today. Raxnar. Raxnar, you have been tapped. Congratulations to you, Raxnar. All right, Raxnar is the player. Now, Doc Holiday, are you able to play in voice or do you have to play in text tonight? <laughs> Raxnar and Doc Holiday are playing. Uh, can either one of these can either one of these play in voice? Doc Holiday says, "Please hold." <laughs> okay, no problem. Yes, the game is better in voice if you're able to play in voice. If you can get in voice, that'd be great. If not, we'll play in text. It's fine. Raxnar should be in here. There's Raxnar. What's up, Braxnar? Are you able to play in voice or text? I got you, man. What's going on? Hey, is this Raxnar? Yes, sir. Hey, Raxnar, you have been tapped. Doc Holiday 13 has chosen you as his Fast Money partner. So we're going to be playing with you, it sounds like, in voice. Uh, all we need to do very quickly is find out where Doc is going to be playing. He asked me to go and hold. It's like, he's like, hey, please hold. Stand by. All right. We're waiting on Doc Holiday. Cal Mc hey, there's Doc Holiday. Welcome into the show. We got two players in voice. Very nice. All right, Doc, here's the deal. You were chosen first, so Raxnar is going to go into our soundproof booth. Now, Raxnar, once we move you into the booth, it's going to sound very, very quiet. It's going to sound like you lost audio, okay? Just don't go anywhere, okay? Hang out. Stay in the I'll booth. I'll be scared. We'll bring you back out. We'll bring you back out when it's time for you to play, okay? Doc Holiday, you're going to hang out with us first. And uh, let me see if I can find. I got to find Raxnar on the member list here. There he is. All right, Raxnar, sending you into the player's booth. All right. You are gone. He's quiet. Doc Holiday, you're going to be playing in voice with us today. Congratulations. And uh, you know how the, the rules work. You're playing in voice. I'm going to read five questions to you. You got 25 seconds to provide your answer. And then we'll go over and score your points. You and your partner combined need to score 200 points. And if you do, then you will walk away each with up to 250 sport drive components today, okay? Do you understand the rules of the game, sir? <laughs> I hope so. All right. Yes, thank you for the reminder. We're going to turn the room uh, the room on slow mode here very quickly. And there we go. Doc Holiday, let's play the game. Okay. Doc Holiday, 25 seconds are going to go on the clock. The clock will begin after I read the first question. You've got 25 seconds to provide the best answers you can come up with off the top of your head. If you skip one, that's fine. We'll come back to it, okay? Are you ready to play? Yep. All right, Doc Holliday, name an item you associate with the word expensive. Diamond. Name a diet method that doesn't seem very reliable. Uh, pass. Name something people trade. Football cards. Tell me something you might find in a nurse's pocket. A stethoscope. Name something. Uh, name different. Uh, I'm going to give you a few extra seconds. Name different. <laughs> I can't even read that one. We're skipping that one. Which part of a newspaper would a teenager likely read first? Comics. Comics. Uh, and uh, you said, tell me something you might. Hell, I've screwed this all up. Which one did you not answer? The The, the diet one? Names, uh, name a diet method that doesn't seem reliable. I'll give you a name few a seconds to answer that. Name a diet method that doesn't seem reliable. Um, uh. <laughs> Time, time's up. I think I gave you enough extra bonus time, even though I screwed that one up too. All right, uh, yeah, that that went very, very poorly. That went very poorly, I know. It's a tough question. All right, let's go over your answers very quickly. You said name an item uh, that you associate with the word expensive. You said diamonds. Uh, diamonds, uh, is it on the board? Survey says absolutely on the board for 26 points. 26 points, uh, Wicked Witch. Name a diet method that doesn't seem very reliable. We skipped that one. Name something people trade. You said football cards. Uh, survey says football cards. Is it on the board? Trading cards, yes, on the board for 28 points. Very good. Tell me something you might find in a nurse's pocket. You said a stethoscope. Survey says 
uh, on the board for seven points. Very good. And finally, which part of a newspaper would a teenager likely read first? You said the comics, I believe. Is that what you said, the comics? Is that right? Yes, comics. Yes, comics. Uh, Comics on the board. Survey says... Very good. On the board for 51 points. So you did actually pretty daggone good, okay? Wicked Witch is going to get us our answers, and we are now going to bring uh, Raxnar back into the room. Raxnar is here, so guys, don't be giving any answers or talking about that. Uh, Wicked Witch is going to give us our point total. Raxnar, your partner did pretty daggone good. Uh, you got 112 points, so you got to come up with the last 88. And if you do, then you guys can each win a stash of Spore Drive components. Are you ready to play? Yes, sir. Ready. All right. The timer is going to be 30 seconds, and it's going to begin after I finish reading the first question. Name an, uh, name an item that you associate with the word expensive. Diamond ring. Uh, guess again. Uh, necklace. Uh, guess again. No, um, no jewelry. Marriage. What? Marriage. <laughs> Marriage. Okay, good. Uh, name a diet method that doesn't seem very reliable. Fasting. Name something people trade. Coins. Tell me something you might find in a nurse's pocket. Lint. Which part of a newspaper would a teenager likely read first? Comics. Uh, guess again. Uh, obituaries. What? <laughs> the obituaries? What? You, the, you the, never know. <laughs> the obituaries. Okay. I'm having a Steve well, Harvey. I could have said the personal ads, but. <laughs> the, the obituaries. All right. Let's, That's probably where Doc went first. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, check, uh, let's check your answers here. Name an item you associate with the word expensive. You said coins is that right no that was no you co- coins was the you trading. said marriage yeah that's right marriage, you, say, you yeah. said marriage. It's not an item but uh marriage <laughs> survey says not on the board not on the board uh you said name a diet method that doesn't seem very reliable uh you said uh what did you say not uh fasting you said uh yeah not eating fasting fasting is it on the board uh survey says Yes, it is on the board for 28 points, actually. Really good. 28 points. Well done. Uh, Name something people trade. You said coins. Coins. Uh, Survey says? Not on the board. Not on the board. Uh, Tell me you might, uh, something you might find in a nurse's pocket. You said lint. Lint. Uh, Survey says? Not on, not on the board, my friend. This doesn't look good. Hey, Wicked Witch, how many points does he need? All right, this is the last one, and we already know his like answer. Like 85, 90 or something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we already know that his he, he needs 60 more points. So let's see if we, can, if we can hash out 60 points with this one. Which part of a newspaper would a teenager likely read first? He said the obituaries. <laughs> Survey says... Ah, uh, no. <laughs> that one didn't work. That one didn't work. Listen, Raxnar, thank you. I know the pressure is on. It's a tough game to play. People don't realize until they're in the hot seat that thinking of all that stuff in 30 seconds is pretty daggone tough. But it's all right. Absolutely. I'm not, not, not going to send you home empty-handed. Each of you are going to get your choice of 100 G3 or G4 Uncommon Materials, 100 G4 Uncommon Parts, or 100 Four drive components. All right, I'll let you guys choose. That is your consolation prize. You get 100. Please PM me your player ID, and I'll hook you up with your prize after the show. All right, yes, uh, Arian wants to know the number one answers. Name an item you associate with the word expensive. Car was the number one point. Car. Uh, name a diet method that doesn't seem very reliable. The no-carb diet was the number one name something people trade cars was also the number one answer there tell me something you might find in a nurse's pocket the answer is pen and finally which part of a newspaper would a teenager likely read first comics was the number one answer thank you guys so very much that's going to do our show we've been on the air for three hours unbelievable unfreaking believable i don't know how we do this snake eyes how does it happen we had too much to talk about today 
Guys, I want to thank you all for being here. Thanks for hanging out and having a lot of fun. We did. We actually talked about stuff, though. That was good. That was good. It wasn't just fluffy filler. Big Country says I was worked up. I had a good day. I was a little bit worked up. Wicked Witch says some people talk too much. My bad. (laughs) There is plenty more for Wednesday's show coming up, so make sure you're tuning in. This coming Wednesday, uh, we should uh, be able to have some more stuff to talk about. We'll try to get into these officers as well. A little bit more coming up this Wednesday. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live. Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Please visit us online at TalkingTrekSTFC.online. TalkingTrekSTFC.online. Our website where you're going to find links to our Amazon store. Make sure you check that out. Link on over there and uh, buy your normal everyday shopping items from Amazon. They're going to pay us for sending you there. So make sure you do that. Also visit our YouTube page. That is, uh, there's a link on our uh, website, TalkingTrekSTFC.online. There is a YouTube link there as well where you can go over and check out our page if you have not done so already. Subscribe and enjoy the videos. We do some teaching videos there and some strategy videos as well. Appreciate you guys hanging out. You can also join our patrons club if you feel like the show is so comically awesome, so educational, that you learn so daggone much from it then consider joining our patron program. And you can join the like-mindedness of players like these. Gregor, thank you, buddy. Scott, thank you. Venkman and I beg them. Big country. Trash Panda and Doom. Thank you guys for being gold sponsors. Hank, Lord Neelix, Chuck's a Grunt, Pops, uh, Dark Lord, Stevens Aaron, JB, Ahab, and Energy, and Fukum Horns. All uh, gold sponsors of the show. They went to our website. They clicked on Become a Patron. And these guys donate $5 or more on a monthly basis. Thank you. Hi, I bought you thorn virtual army jay berg <coughs> uh, excuse me morgul dj gur red two unhani just skippy Asius, uh asriel dunk and bojack all gold sponsors thank you guys so very much appreciate that ape crush jonathan ingram jason tabby moza regis and mcgrock lady kess frank gallo and engineering free philly thank you guys for being gold hudson doc 31 morpheus fartasia nick burns cam coulter nc and Jetski. All gold sponsors, and I appreciate your contributions. Wingnut, J. Filler, Fluffy Puma, CCXN, Heidi Grubbs, Devil's Advocate, Goofy Names, Rock, Leonidas, Alfino, and Space Sheriff. Thank you, guys. Rurston, Raxnar, Striker, Be Ready, Jerry Ryan, Indy Dandy, Quack Fu, Mr. Fusion, Callus, Kingo 101, Nostromo, Silent Stabber, and Commander Taylor. Thank you guys so much. Talking Trek is a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. I'm Ultimate DJs. Love you, minutes. See you later. Bye-bye.